Ohio people with Mennonite views, and they're gonna give us some missional news. Ohio Conference Cast. You are listening to Ohio Conference Cast, a podcast dedicated to sharing missional stories and other information about Ohio Mennonite Conference. Welcome, everyone, to Ohio Conference Cast. This is Thomas. And this is Bill, and it's good to hear... Wait, it's good to be heard... Well, anyway, it's good to be back on the podcast with Thomas. Yeah, I thought you were going to say it's good to hear your own voice. That would have been articulating something. Yeah, no, I something. hate hearing my own voice. Yeah. I'm just like everybody else in that. Yeah. So Bill's been gone for a while, sabbaticaling and all that, but he's back. And if you're getting your hopes up that you're going to hear a Bill and Thomas podcast, I don't know who would get their hopes up for that. There's one person. Yeah. Her name is Madeline. She's <laughs> yeah. a Goshen student. Are you sure it wasn't just she likes Ohio Conference cast? The no, I think she on. likes me. Yeah. 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 Anyway, yeah. sorry to disappoint Madeline, but we're going to pass this off real quick. We are introducing the first ever Ohio Conference cast podcast miniseries. That's right. So, so we've heard, Bill and I and others, uh, it's been in some publications about what's happening with the MDI out in the hinterlands in Pennsylvania somewhere. MDI is Missional Discipleship Initiative? Yes, and sometimes right. in this episode you'll hear MDG, which oh. re- refers to the specific groups, Missional Discipleship Groups. Okay. So have fun wading through all the acronyms. Um, but we, we called up our, our fanboy, Lucas Johnson, and said, hey. Can he be a fanboy if now he's been host and co-host and now running the mini? He's producing a miniseries. It's true. I, mean, listen, I don't think he can be fanboy anymore. If you listen to the miniseries, he refers to himself numerous times as the number one fanboy. So you're going to have to take okay. that up with All right. him. All right, I will. We'll fight about it later. Yeah. Our number one fanboy producer and initial miniseries uh, host, Lucas Johnson. So... We are going to pass this off to Lucas and the folks out in the hinterlands of, of Pennsylvania and listen up to what they have to share because the story is worth telling over the course of numerous episodes. Maybe 30. <laughs> or four. We'll cut them off at some point. All right, Lucas, take it away. Yep. Hello, this is Lucas Johnson. I'm the number one fanboy of the Ohio Conference cast, and I'm here with Pastor Robert Esch at Valley View Mennonite Church, and we're going to discuss the uh, ongoing missional discipleship initiative and our missional discipleship groups. We've got quite an explosion happening here uh, with the initiative in the spartansburg Cory area. Uh, so, Rob, welcome. <laughs> sure enough. Good to, good to be with you. Yeah. It's good to have you here. You're no stranger to this podcast. I know you've been on a number uh, of times now. At least once. At least once. Well, to you know, we're... <laughs> once counts. Once counts is a number of times. Yeah. Your name's been on here more than once. So, yeah. Yeah. Yes. So, um, what can you tell us about the Missional Discipleship Initiative? Well, I was introduced to the concept, first of all, a couple of years ago at the Ohio Conference Missional um, the Ohio Conference Missional Assembly, or whatever they called it, workshop before the annual conference assembly, uh, when Marvin Laranzano uh, from Mennonite Mission Network was one of the presenters. And so the concept was introduced at that time. I picked up some materials on it. I talked to Marvin at the time. And then and then following that, um, you know, really decided that it sounded like something that I'd like to, you know, get the congregation involved with. 
So, you know, it actually goes back to, my interest in it actually goes back to that first mission mission workshop, missional workshop. That's wonderful. Um, and since then, you've been involved in some online huddles? And- yeah, I, uh, so the process was then across that summer following that workshop, um, <clears throat> I, um, I did a series, a sermon series on uh, discipleship and... Um, and invited people to to get involved, and um, and then that first year we we initiated uh, a, a few groups. The one that you were involved with, um, the group that Corey led, and then a group that I that I'm in. Um, and during that year, then I was also part of what they call the Level One Virtual Learning Huddle, where you um, the textbooks are. Uh, building a discipling culture and the forgotten ways by Alan Hirsch, um, <clears throat> and so I was a part of that, and the, and um, and meeting with uh, group facilitators monthly, and 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 then in the spring it just exploded. <laughs> yes, it did, and I think we have Corey to thank for a lot of that. Oh, we but, we totally do. I yeah. was the when I was interviewed by Mennonite Mission Network and the article was published in uh Mennonite World Review and now in the Ohio Evangel, um <clears throat> I'm really kind of un- uncomfortable with that because it sort of made it sound like, you know, I had more to do with it than what I've actually <laughs> had. Because Corey was I mean, he's the energy and the driving force behind so much of what has happened. Yeah, I, I'll uh, we'll get a chance to hear from him later on in yeah, this I'm, podcast, or uh, I, I think people will get a sense of his energy overall. Yeah, I'm, well, I'm really glad. <laughs> I'm really glad that you'll have a chance to do that. You'll have a chance to sit down and and uh, talk with him as well. Yeah, uh, coming up on this podcast, uh, and I'm not sure yet, but maybe bleeding into a second one, um, there'll be interviews with people that are involved in these missional discipleship groups. Uh, I'll sit down and talk with several people, uh, including someone that's retired from the Air Force, a groundskeeper from the local cemetery, uh, just about everyone from every walk of life and every church and town seems to be getting involved in this. And, and that's and that is what's really really exciting about this whole initiative is just the the variety of people and what they bring with them into these missional discipleship groups. Um, the levels of mature of spiritual maturity and where they're at in their personal um, spiritual journeys, um, but also just the backgrounds. It's so it's so rich when you sit down with the current group of facilitators we have, and you hear people talking about, you know, being in recovery from alcoholism and just different things like that, and and uh, how how significant this uh, discipleship process is for them personally. That's what's really exciting about this. Yeah. It seems like it's uh, it. Everybody that's been involved has been very positive about how well it's going, and the only negative comments I've heard are on the occasions when the groups aren't able to meet as frequently as yeah. they should. Yeah. But um, I like it so much. I'm currently in two groups, which I didn't intend, but uh, it just kind of took just, off that it way. Worked that way, yes. <laughs> And uh, I, I actually couldn't be happier with it. I'm meeting with one at six in the morning on Monday, and uh, the other ones I meet with on Thursday. And 
um, yeah, each group is very different and everybody's got, like I said, everybody's got a different background. I think for the most part, uh, in my new group, uh, we all go to different churches and my first group, uh, one of them attends church here at Valley View with us, and then uh, the the others are all from all over the place. So, yeah, yeah, it's been pretty pretty incredible. So, one of the big things I'm trying to do here with this episode is trying to get people interested in doing uh, the yes. MDGs because yeah. I have a feeling at least one person listening, uh, probably most people listening, are not involved in the Missional Discipleship Initiative, and it's really. A wonderful experience, and I, I don't know how would you. Have yeah, to- I would, I, and I would say I would just say to people if they if they hear it and it's intriguing to them, and they decide that they want to they want to get involved with that. I, I would just say to be patient. It you know it's if if it mirrors my experience in any way, it's going to take a little while. Um, but just like you said, everyone who has been involved in it is just really positive about it. And the thing that I hear over and over again, people expressing almost a sense of surprise. No, not almost. They they express surprise (laughs) at how significant these relationships become uh, as you meet in these small uh, three-person, three- or four-person groups in this initiative really, really lays a foundation for solid relationships. I'm so excited. One of the things that I'm really excited about too is in that first year, it was all guys. Yeah. I wanted so badly to try to get a, a, you know, some groups going for ladies. So now coming into this, to this cycle, to this year and seeing some of the ladies groups getting going, uh, both here in the congregation and in the community is just really exciting to me. Yeah. I'm, I'm very excited that even though this was a Mennonite initiative to begin with, we're actually the minor- minority in this initiative, it, it, that's uh, the, at least here. That's the way it's um, turned out in this community. It's been really right. amazing. It's opened a lot of doors for communication between churches, too. And it, I mean, granted, it's not, it's not a magic wand, but it's been a really great right. tool for getting us communicating as the body of Christ and to actually be working together on more and more things, I think. I yeah. think this has really yeah. been helpful in that regard. So if you were going to tell someone, if they were like, oh, should I get involved in this, what would you say? Perhaps I would flip that question on them and say, why aren't you involved? <laughs> and, you know, should I be involved? Should I be involved? Why shouldn't you be involved? You know, and that is the whole, that is the whole thing beginning. When we think about this process of discipleship and making disciples, building, first of all, building a discipling culture and making disciples, when you when you think about that, that is the thing that Jesus instructed us to do. You know, as yes. you are going into the world, make disciples. You know, in, in the whole process of learning what the process is like, but also, in, you know, going through the textbooks that are that we've that I've been exposed to, you know, really has emphasized the fact that what we have historically done in churches. And that's not to say it's bad, but what we've done has not been disciple building. We haven't built the kind of relationships that really reflect and are modeled on the the discipleship that Jesus did with his followers. Right. You know, I was a little skeptical when we first started it, though, because I was just like, oh, another program. Yeah, absolutely. Because, I mean, this, things like this resurface every couple of years. Someone has yep. the new 
this is it. Yeah. You know, yep. and that was honestly my first thought was, oh, it's just like that other program. Yeah. I and in reality, um, I'm not sure if it's just like that program or not. All I know is it's been wonderful because it's very loosely, uh, I mean, it's real loose guidelines. We have the five yeah. questions. Um, and those are actually harder to answer some weeks than other uh, weeks. But it's it's not an accountability to group, and it's not just a, a straight Bible study either. It's a little bit of everything. Yeah. It's it's really being a part of each other's lives. And yeah. uh, I actually have started referring to the the how have you heard God in your prayer life as the cricket question, yeah, because that usually has a moment of silence for just about everybody. It was like how have you how have you uh, heard God in your prayer time this week? Yeah. And uh, sometimes uh, prayer time. <laughs> Yeah, some of those questions, they really do have some underlying assumptions that challenge challenge you, you know, you know, what is God saying in your prayer life assumes that you have a prayer life, what, you know, where have you seen God at work in your life assumes that you're paying attention and and expecting and looking for God to be at work. Um, The thing that I have really found exciting talking with people is the, just the encouragement to not always be looking for huge things. Oh, yeah. You know, that God is at work in your life in, you know, just hundreds of little ways. And those are the things that we need to uh, train ourselves to recognize almost in the same way that it would have been for those original disciples who were following in the footsteps of Jesus. They would have been watching him do every little thing that goes yeah. into making up daily life. Absolutely. Um, and so it, it wasn't all great, big, huge, you know, probably for every miracle, probably for every healing, there would have been days and days of simply walking with him and eating with him and, and right. observing how he lived. Yeah, absolutely. And so, um, and so I, I'm constantly encouraging both the members of my, of my MDG and, and uh, the facilitators, as I talk with them, constantly encouraging them to to look for those little things and be aware of those little things. One of the you mentioned before, it's not really a straight Bible study. It's not no, really intended yeah. to be an in depth or inductive Bible study or those kind of things. But one of the things that's really exciting to me, it's an exposure for a lot of very young Christians, you know, new to the faith, new to the walk, who really are very unfamiliar with the scriptures. And this is a way for them to to become a little bit more comfortable and familiar. That's pretty neat, because we, one of my groups is in Acts, and the other one has been doing devotionals together, and... Yeah, the group it's pretty amazing. Uh, the group that I'm that that I'm in, um, we we started with the uh, the Gospel of Mark simply because I always say that's the Reader's Digest condensed book of the Gospels. Right. <laughs> you know, it's the one with just a pretty much a straight up story. But then we we are finishing up right now. We're finishing up the Book of Acts simply yeah. because we came to the end of the Gospel and then said, "What then?" You know, right. And so I, I'm not sure where we'll go yet. We've talked yeah. a little bit about it, but uh, yeah, this you know. is my third week with the second group, and we're in Acts three. Yeah. And so far, we've run out of time. Every, where we got to run out yeah, uh, yeah. every week. We we all right. I got to go like five minutes ago. We got to go, yeah, but uh, yeah, yeah, it's been wonderful. And I know one of the ladies' groups, the group that Janet is leading, is. Um, doing collagens. Oh, wonderful. And, uh, and she expressed that a couple of the gals in the group uh, said uh, 
that they were really glad they chose that because it's it's you know fairly simple to understand right. straight up uh just some really rich stuff in there really practical church yes things. yeah Ephesians yeah. Colossians thank you very much for taking the time to yeah. to talk to us today and yeah. uh so I'll be getting some interviews underway, and hopefully this will get out so people can hear it and feel encouraged and yeah. dig in because this and has been it, yeah this has actually been life changing for several of the people involved. Absolutely, and that's really you know, amazing we, to hear. Just the in story. this short period of time, we've seen people that have come to faith. Yes. You know, uh, waiters have come to faith because the, the because group they've was seen meeting groups at the, meeting at the restaurant. Um, and yeah. as and as you and I have talked about, we we have seen people get involved in this that in a thousand years we would have never dreamed never they would have, have been involved yeah and uh and that is just so Absolutely. it is so exciting so life-giving and so you know to go back to your question of you know why should i do this again i would say why shouldn't you be doing this absolutely if you're out there and you're listening and you're not involved in uh, in the initiative uh, or your congregation is involved in the initiative then then you get it started yeah. i mean you, you grab the uh, kid from quickfill yep you, and yeah. just uh, think about all those people that are already in your life. Mm-hmm. You don't have to go out cold calling on the street, buttonholing people. To um, think of relationships you already have, people who are already in your life, who um, who you can invite to come alongside and uh, and just uh, and just get going. Absolutely, absolutely. And you'd be surprised how many people are desperately looking for something. That oh, isn't yeah. just yeah. the normal, the yeah. normal grind. Uh, unfortunately, the truth of it is, is a lot of people, if they've been going to the same church for eighteen months, they're starting to hear the same sermons, mm-hmm. and that yeah. isn't a cut on anybody's church. It's just that that's, that's just the, the way truth. it is. Yeah, a lot of churches are very evangelical, yeah. and you will hear a salvation message, and then when you come back, you'll hear a salvation message. Yeah. But they have ties to that church, so they're going back and. Um, I've heard a lot of expression of just how helpful these groups yeah. have been for them just to be able to have, have more of a genuine, well, uh, you, you said dig. something before about the fact that, you know, initial reactions might be that, oh, ho-hum, here's another program for church growth yeah. or whatever. But the way that it is not that is exactly the fact that it, it is non-directive, it is open, it's inviting, and it's it meets the needs of people in a in a way that you know i i hear it over and over again that they just have never experienced before right this particular way of going about discipleship and so they they recognize that and they're really getting into it yeah it's they're incredible that's very exciting to me it just is. to see um at a facilitators meeting uh, i'm not saying we all go to different churches but there are many churches represented when we do yeah. a facilitators meeting yeah. And that's always uh, very exciting to see. Yeah. Um, and I know we have people as far away now as Florida because they're snowbirds, but uh, <laughs> we also have people as far south as Pittsburgh involved they, in just the normal yeah. process, I guess. Thank you again for your time. And, sure uh, enough. This has been wonderful. All right. I am here with Dave Schwabenbauer. So, uh, Dave, if you were going to talk to someone about why they should or should not get involved with the uh, missional discipleship uh, groups, what would you tell them? I would tell them there's no reason why they should not get involved. Um, I know this past few months it's been uh, great to be hanging out with different men. 
Menard group. It's different men of different faith, um, but all serving the common common denominator. So, I mean, you you say the different faith. We all do go to different churches, it Correct. seems. So, uh, you know, we've got Mennonites, we've got Methodists, we have uh, non-denominationalists, which are apparently a denomination. All in their own. All in their own. Uh, but, yeah, we're all meeting together around a common denominator. And it's Absolutely. all about God and how we as men can change ourselves to be better. Yeah. And uh, it's just it's a good sharing platform, too. There's a lot of things. And uh, I know for guys, it's hard to talk about, but when you're amongst others, it's it's a lot lax that you're able to answer. So of the five questions, <laughs> the scary question is, of course, what? Um, well, questions one through four are the scariest. Uh, five being the uh, where have you fallen short? That is always the easiest because I think just human nature, we fall short a lot. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I know. Me personally, it's, you know, where you've, where you've heard God speak to you during your prayer time is a struggle because uh, that sometimes makes me feel like, am I even praying? Yeah. <laughs> you, it just, there's things where you're, you don't realize all the time that God's speaking to you. Yeah. You listen. I met with some guys this morning that called that the cricket question. <laughs> where did you hear, what did you hear God say to you this week during your prayer time? I know I prayed. Uh I did, yeah. I notes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so the, the five questions, of course, are where have you seen God at work this week? What did you hear God say to you this week during your prayer time? What have you learned from the assigned scripture reading this week? How have you shared the love of Jesus with others this week? And where have you fallen short this week? And, of course, question five is always the one that I have an answer for just right off the top of my head. Absolutely. You're like, uh, well, I rode here with my daughter, and she's nine, so... Uh, I'm sure I have some frustration and anger issues that are coming out. Questions yeah. two and four, those are tough ones. Four with the, uh, how you share the love of, of uh, Christ, is that what it was? Yeah, how you share the love of Christ this uh, morning. That one was a definite, at the beginning, was a very much a work in progress, which has now been easier. Right. Um, practice. Practice. Practice makes perfect. Yeah. Being able to uh, be mindful of it, I think, is the best thing for me is yeah. just knowing that on, on Thursday I am going to meet with a, a group of people that are going to require five answers of me every single week. And one of them being, did I pray this week? You know, uh, what did I learn from the scripture reading? Which uh, we've been doing the devotionals from the Version Bible app, and that's been pretty that's been cool. Good. I love those because we can actually comment throughout the week, just leave little comments about the day's reading. So if anyone's looking for ideas for their MDG um, as far as what to study, uh, I'm now in two missional discipleship groups because I am incredibly blessed to have an understanding wife that lets me just go. Um, so one of which is in the afternoon and one of which is now really early in the morning, meeting at like six in the morning, which is early for me. I know if a farmer is hearing this, they're going to be like, ah, six. Yeah, Five. yeah, exactly. So, um, yeah, but it's been pretty great. One of my groups is reading straight. We're we're just reading through Acts, and then our group we're reading the devotionals uh, weekly, which it's been incredible. So, again, Dave, thank you very much for taking the time to talk to me, and uh, you know, I I love you. Yeah, I was just wondering if that was going to get awkward. I had to. 
Not awkward. Had to drop an L bomb in there. I just right. an air hug. Oh yeah, <laughs> sweet. <laughs> just gonna check the sound real quick and see what's going. Hey, look at that! It's picking me up. That is fancy. That is fancy. Um, I am here with Robert Cummings, uh, who is in the Missional Discipleship Initiative groups here. Um, so, uh, Robert, what would you say to someone who was thinking about potentially getting involved with the MDGs, MDIs, uh, the missional discipleship groups? Uh, I would say it's, a, it's been a very welcoming forum. Uh, you know, a little personal background on me as a military retiree uh, to where I s- struggled a little bit to transition back into the civilian environment, uh, whether it was the social interaction type of thing. Uh, or feeling comfortable even in a, a church setting, you know, school functions, anything like that. So for me to be able to go to something where it's non-judgmental and an open forum and feel comfortable to uh, not just speak about the faith, faith-based things, but the life things in general and how it reacts and getting, um, you know, second opinion type of stuff uh, on those topics uh, has been uh, very critical, I guess, in my life and my well-being. Um, but, you know, again, th- just that being a comfortable forum where I, I felt able to do so was great. Right. I think that's uh, that's an awesome thing about it. Uh, for me as well, is just being able to have someone to bounce ideas off of and to, to actually discuss what's going on in life in general. Yeah, and the other part of that, too, you know, being... Um, rather infantile to the, uh, you know, a Christian lifestyle and having a basic understanding of a lot of things, but still questioning very many. Uh, it's an easy place for me to say, okay, let's stop what we're talking about right here, whether it's, you know, right now we're watching Passion of the Christ together and discussing the reality of uh, how some of the stuff in the movie is portrayed versus how it's written in the Bible. And how I understand it versus how it should be, right. you know, parlayed to someone that really doesn't know. And it's been a great way for me to be able to ask those kind of questions without a bunch of eyes looking at me and like, you don't did know you really this? just yeah. say that? Like, yeah. So how long, uh, you said you feel infantile in your faith. How long have you been a Christian? I would say I'm coming up on about a year. Oh, that's awesome. You know, so, and, yeah. and, you know, that's yeah. uh, a pretty amazing thing to be a part of then because it's like yeah. uh, it, the discipleship end of that is really. Uh, yeah, not to, yeah. to downplay anything in the, the military lifestyle because there are so many support programs, right. whether it is, you know, just the, the social stuff or the behavior health at the mental clinic, yeah. so to speak, that right. is supposed to understand and supposed to support but there's still a stigma that if you go yeah and you're you're, the the crazy guy yeah and it's (laughs) the whole over overall concept of it's not okay to not be okay yeah kind of thing to where you know you stifle it and and stuff and stuff it and then you struggle afterwards and that's part of the struggle back to um you know civilian lifestyle so getting back into uh you know, again, something where uh, I can express those kind of things. Right. Um, but, you know, and being faith-based, you know, it, it's it's not just, uh, 
I don't know, I guess how I feel, but I'm very literal on things where, yeah. you know, 20 years in military, if it's written in black and white, then that is what you abide by. Basically. Yes. Absolutely. So it's, it's great for me to be able to, you know, pull out a Bible or study plan or something. And this is what I live by. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. absolutely. Um, so it's been great. Yeah. I really appreciate getting your perspective on this as well. Thank you for taking the time to, to talk to me about this. Cause like I, I told you when the microphone was off and I tell everybody, I'm pretty much just the number one fanboy of the podcast. But uh, I really appreciate you taking time to, to discuss this. And hopefully someone will hear this and be like, you know what? That sounds like something I should be a part of. Yeah. And I guess, you know, just to, to wrap up the personal side, just the, the way the form is, you know, and I mean, it's there's not you got kind of a mentor in there, right? A leader, so to speak. But it's not a form where you've got a guy up front and they're with minions. Yes. Yeah. Uh, there's nothing like that. And being a mobile and evolving kind of thing to where it, you know, we make sure it fits the schedule of each person, you know, we try to get once a week. And if, you know, we have so many ball games or whatever, or commitments on a week that we don't make it, you know, we follow up on the next week. So it's, it's nice to have something that's somewhat prescribed to stick by, but it's not so rigid that. Right. That you're not falling behind. Yeah. That's great. Yeah, again, I really appreciate you taking the time to talk about it, and I appreciate you in general, just on a personal level. Uh, we have some some of the same background. I didn't retire out of the military, but I have a lot of the same military uh, concerns yes. that you deal with, I also yes. deal with. So uh, having you as a part of the, these uh, MDIs has been amazing for me. And uh, I'm always uh, trying to encourage my fellow Mennonites to reach out to more veterans because Jesus really has so much to offer us we had a life of purpose whether the purpose was misgiven or given or you know it was good or bad or whatever it was what it was and you always knew what you were doing and you always had a higher mission in mind and i think that that there's something about christian life that really it's suited for veterans in a way that that we're always looking for i went for a long time obviously 20 years and seven days not to be specific um, <laughs> no that's not specific at all. a lot of um uh, those last seven days were the hardest, but, um, you know, a lot of situations and, and things, uh, occurrences that I didn't think much of at the moment, yeah. but afterwards it was like, you know, in your aspect of hindsight, whether it's an hour later or 10 years later, it's like, wow, that was either, that was intense. That yeah. was pretty stupid. Yeah. And, or how in the heck did I get through that the way I did, whether it was, I lived through it. I didn't go to jail for that, or I stayed in the military after, after that. After that. After that. So, yeah. you know, I went for a long time thinking, you know, I've got a lot of good luck. Absolutely. You know, you've got, you've got a, a lot of divine blessing. Right. So getting yeah. into the Christian life, it's like, wow, okay, there was a reason why I walked away from that. And Absolutely. someone was making sure that. Right. You know, Absolutely. And I'm recording this on Veterans Day also, which I know isn't a big celebrated uh, holiday amongst amongst Mennonites typically. But I know of at least three veterans that are going to hear this podcast. And you got two veterans that are talking to this microphone right now. So I'm going to go ahead and say, whatever your stance is, pray for a veteran, hug a veteran. Uh, Tell them about something meaningful. Anyway, again, Robert, thank you so much. Thanks, Lucas, and our Pennsylvania, Ohio Conference folk. Stay tuned for the next installment coming soon about the Ohio Conference cast miniseries. 
Ohio people with Mennonite views, and they're gonna give us some missional news. Ohio Conference Cast. Thank you for listening to another edition of Ohio Conference Cast. We would love to hear from you. Our email is ohioconferencecast at gmail.com. Ohio Conference Cast is brought to you by the Ohio Conference Leadership Team, along with Norm Sohar, sound engineer, Megan Sohar, voiceover, Ann Lehman, publisher, and our many guests and listeners. <laughs>